As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to the Gamerland Podcast. I am your host, Justin Worsham. With me, as always, is the one, the only, the, the KevinMiller.com. Jump and press the circle button, Kevin. <coughs> hi, 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 Justin. Hi, Justin. How's your voice? Are you okay? It's been a while. It's been a while. Should have left you without a dope song to... Step two. Step two. Is that a step two? Is that a song? Yeah. Oh, it's been a long time. Is actually, I think the way it's been a long time. Oh yeah, yeah. Left you. Left I don't you. listen to radio anymore. I just, I just watch walls. <laughs> just stare at walls. Find them just as entertaining. Uh, I'm not in the public scene. Well, let's see. Let's for anybody who. Well, you probably have been interacting with a lot of listeners. I have the faces of uh, books. Or yes, book of wow. faces. It is like we have not missed a beat. Yeah, like listen. all of these things are just coming right back to you. We're very good at this and. <laughs> Uh, so I guess nobody really needs to be caught up on, uh, on anything that's been going on in our lives since it's been, what, maybe a couple years since we've it's, done an episode? We, I think the last one we did was maybe an E3 episode maybe two years ago. That sounds right. And then I've done a couple of dad podcasts with you since then. That sounds then. also correct. So we're both fathers. Yep. That's an important detail. Yep. Um, you invented a new car. Yeah, that's not really interesting. Well, you huh? bought a new car. <laughs> It's pretty much the same thing, right? That makes it more interesting okay. than inventing it, I think. <laughs> um, I think that, yeah, I don't think there's... I got a job at a radio station. Mm -hmm. I think we talked about that. Yeah, I'd already been already doing that out. at that point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now I'm not going to be doing that job at the radio station no. anymore. Because of that car thing you invented. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, Daddy's going to be living off of car money. Um, <laughs> I may or may not understand how car payments work, by the way. Uh, yeah, you give money. What's that now? You don't get money. You give it. We got to wrap this up. Okay. I do forget how we Bom. end this. Okay, bye. There it is. I took you <laughs> yeah. on to uh, remember that All one. the rust off. Um, Today we wanted to talk about what's happening. I don't oh, know. No. Some noises just came out of everywhere. <laughs> we wanted to talk about E3. 
Yes. Uh, and I'm, I would like to give my best in show. That will be at the end of the show. I'm going to tell you what the best in show is. Oh. Um, my opinion. What I, best thing on the floor. So stay tuned through the whole episode to find out what I think the best in show is. And we are going to be doing uh, regular episodes now. Yeah. That is also a thing. Uh, here's the other thing that's going to come with uh, these regular episodes is commercials. Yeah. So Let's go to one now. Nah, not yet, <laughs> oh. but I like where your moxie is okay. headed. Not a sentence. Um, where did my moxie go? It, well, it's, it, I don't know where it's go, mm-hmm. where it went, Yeah, but I like where it's going. Are you having a stroke? Yes. <laughs> When you have a stroke. <laughs> <Da-na-na>. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. What else? Uh, so, oh, so there'll be commercials. Yep. So if that annoys you, please uh, send an email to show at GamerlandPodcast.com. As well as your $5 that we'll be getting yeah, from the commercials. Give us a heads up on that. Yep. But here's what I have learned from other podcasts and mm-hmm. other forms of media delivery. Most people are not too annoyed by commercials. It's yeah. very interesting, though, that kind of what uh, TiVo, all of that stuff, yeah. eliminates commercials. And now, uh, with new media, it's coming back. Yeah, there's got to, somebody's got to pay for this, essentially, is what yeah. it comes down to. And, uh, and so you guys can help us out by spreading the word about mm-hmm. the show as the relaunch. well. And because here's the way it works. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot straight with you. While I do believe that there will be things that are assigned to advertise on this show yeah. that are incredible and great services... Uh, it does not take you supporting those services necessarily in order to support us. That's right. They just want their message to be delivered. Yeah. So the more people that you help us get to receive that message, uh, the, the more it helps us. That's right. Pretend you want to sell cookies to your neighbor. I do want to. Right. And you go over to their house and they're like, just let me tell you about the cookies. Yeah. Right. That's all they want to do. They want to find their audience for the cookies that they've made. Yeah. Give them a shot. Yeah. And we create an avenue by building a porch for their cookies to be on. I like all of this. We're also going to talk about the Nintendo Switch that has been real quick, because that has happened since the last time we recorded. Yes, and I I read an article that I have uh, printed out here and gave to Kevin, and uh, it's wow. it's no bueno. <laughs> Who is that guy? Oh, the article is no way bueno. Yeah, the, the article is no bueno, and I don't. I here's the thing. I think well, you will have seen it at E3. Yeah, but uh, I don't know that the the switch is gonna gonna work. Oh wow! I don't right. think it's gonna. I Can't don't wait think, to talk about that. I don't think anything else is gonna happen. I think uh, it's gonna I, switch so, back. As they go, we've covered. We've covered. Um, what have we covered? We've covered the plan. Mm-hmm. We've covered what we're going to talk about this episode. Did uh, you have anything else? You we also to people are going to be very eager to hear me talk about my reactions. Your reactions. I to, understand to Sly Cooper the animated series. What? That's right, Justin. There's going to be Sly Cooper the animated series. What? That's right, Justin. Sly Cooper will be an animated series. Oh, you only have two? Darn it. Really hoping. Oh, let's pick a third oh, one. saucy. That's right. There we Yay. go. Uh, I don't think I have saucy on that one, but I could put it here. But I do have this one. Touch the Muppet, baby. There's oh, an wow. oldie but a goodie. Wow, this is going Dig back. Dig it deep. Yes, it did. I regret everything. <laughs> <laughs> you hear Teresa touch the baby. baby. You should go back and listen to the catalog of five years of shows. I'm to get sure all it'll be bits. about five minutes before this uh, a hole shows up. Do I sound like a wear a sweater vest? Yeah, good old Sam. Yep, yep, yep. It's kind yep. of a big deal in the UK. So now. wait a minute, I've already detracted us. They're making Sly Cooper into an animated series. Yeah, now, when I, you I t- say that, I know that. you do. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a bit, man. <laughs> oh, it's radio. It's theater. Got it. Got it. Sorry, dude. Uh, can we take it again? Is this yeah, live? Since we used to do this. I 
I've become a broadcasting professional. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I've got. Tell uh, me about next advanced to, medicine. Try to pick up on my subtleties what I'm talking okay. about diabetes. Got it. Okay. I'll be right back. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> um, so it's a it's an animated series. Now yeah. here's the thing. You tell me mm-hmm. how you want this whole thing to flow. Do we we, we do we want to? Is there going to be so much? Do we yeah. want to get to the other stuff up front? I think. And then we talk about this later on to get your I reaction. I think if they do that, people are just going to skip past the commercials anyway. So yeah. let's just let's just, just tell them what's going on. We'll just get it out. And and hopefully you found Justin and I's banter so interesting that you want to hang out and be a part of the second funniest podcast slash Gamerland podcast slash 2017 Reland. JK Show, remember it was called? Oh, that? yeah, it was good. It was good. We've done this for a while. Uh, yeah, so on Tuesday of this week, it would have been June 10th, I think, that math adds up, uh, there was a uh, an announcement that came out through a couple of different publications that Sly Cooper will be an animated series uh, co-produced by uh, Sony and the folks at Technicolor in France. In France. Hands. That's uh, that sounds Kelly very, Roman. Very uh, Kelly uh, Vrooman. Yeah. Kelly Vrooman's uh, what kids? Kids uh, fairy tales according to kids? No, no. Did you see it? I oh. I know of her YouTube's. Yeah, she's very funny. The, we should have her on the show. When it's in France, that sounds very communist to me. Do I need to be worried I about? Don't think so. A lot of animation happens. There. Will you be moving in France? To, well, uh, that there's the question. There is no word about the voice cast at this point. Uh, at this point in the development, uh, it is uh, unlikely that they even have a pilot script or even a crew to run the show, like writers, directors, that sort of thing. It's very nebulous at this point in time, and they will probably spend the next few months assembling that team and then working on a pilot, and that would be the window in which they will begin casting and. And that's when maybe I would be involved or not. That's what everybody is wondering at this point in time, namely me. (laughs) (laughs) Because when we last left off Kevin in the Sly Cooper saga, there was talk of a movie. There was George Clooney's name being bantied about, if memory serves. And irresponsibly. If you get a drop, George Clooney. Good question. That That movie did not happen. Uh, We do not know if the movie is still in the works and that this is part of that equation, that the two are connected together. Uh, They did anticipate a 26 16 release for the Sly Cooper film that of course did not happen unless it was released like in someone's garage and they forgot to put it in theaters in France <laughs> in France <laughs> which which could happen but that seems unlikely that they go through all that trouble to make a movie and then not tell anybody about it now you probably can't get into it or maybe you can't I don't know I feel yeah and I don't you're my friend, and I love you dearly. Yeah, that's so true. This, that's I'm, true. I, I am worried about walking down a dangerous that's path. That's all right. Here. I am your godfather. So but you I ask. feel like, why would you create a tele? Like a movie I yeah. could kind of get. Yeah. But why would you create a television series and yeah. not use the game voices? That I, think, I ask that question. I think many people that are fans of Sly have asked that question. We're seeing it as, as games are finally migrating into television. This is something fans of our show will know that I've been a proponent of Sly moving into an animated yeah. series for a long time. Uh, those of you may be aware that I took meetings with several people within Sony to get interest for this to be developed. Uh, we have a spec script. Justin and I helped put together an animatic for it, a production Bible. I had very All, little to do with that. Yeah, you were there. You were in the room. Was, yeah. All, that was even before Sly 3 was released. We were doing some of those details. Um, but now we're seeing uh, video games moving into animation. And Sly, uh, Skylanders would be a really good example mm-hmm. of that. And Spyro has been voiced by, I want to say, Josh Keaton since the beginning of time. Uh, been doing a bang-up job. But when the TV show came rolling around, they recast him with Justin Long. Wait, Justin Furlong? What's the guy that does the Mac PC 
commercials. Justin Long. Justin Long. So they recast him. What's that? <laughs> Am I Justin Furlong, not a person? No, it was funny that uh, you said haven't skipped a beat. Yeah. And we also have not skipped a beat with references from 1999. <laughs> Is that not popular? Do we not all know him from those? No, Is that, I think now. What do you he's... know him from? Ooh, that's a great question. I feel I mean. like he's more known for like movies, though. Now, and those aren't ten. He's also the voice of Alvin from Al- in all the Chipmunk oh, movies, but him. his voice is affected. He's a great guy. That. He was on uh, the New Girl and uh, as a boyfriend there. But Most recently, I like him. If you have a Netflix streaming account and you don't mind an F word or two, uh, F is for Family is oh, a hilarious animated sitcom yeah. uh, by Bill Burr. Yeah. And I love it. It's about like 1970s dad who's just angry like all of our dads. And were. just to defend myself, those, those commercials are 10 years old. They're not 20 years old. Come on, man. The Mac PC we'll stuff. We'll have to agree to disagree. No, math. That's just history. Mm. You can't disagree about history. It's how I feel. Listen, alternative fact, man. <laughs> <laughs> I uh-huh. think it was 19. <laughs> um, so those are just pieces of the puzzle, as it were. We don't know anything. Nobody in this room is responsible for making those choices. Uh, my uh, encouragement. Matt just walked out of that That closet would be goes, incredible. I am. <laughs> Why were you in the closet, Matt? Why would you keep him in the closet? Looking for the other T in my name. <laughs> <laughs> All the cool mats end at one T. Um, no, but I, as I've asked people on Twitter, good vibes. Let's keep the good vibes going. I know if we get upset that uh, the original cast isn't brought back for the animated series, it's really easy to unleash the nerd rage through that, uh, throw shade at people. But let's be real. You're going to still watch the series. So why burn calories, as Justin would say, being frustrated and angry at something that's really not going to change? I would love to continue to play Sly. It's one of my most favorite things I get to do. Uh, If it doesn't happen, it's okay. There are other worse things that can happen in the world. Let's not show our bad side as Sly Cooper fans by being mean or nasty to the people that make these choices. Yeah, the closest I came to a negative thought is when I was reading the interview by the gentleman from uh, Technicolor who was saying, yeah, we're very excited. It's that I couldn't help, not that I'm accusing them of lifting your pitch, but I couldn't help it. It's like when he's like, you know, we think that these characters are just prime for an animated series. It's like, yeah, so did my friend like 15 years ago. <laughs> right. My, my math on years we've known is not that good. That's right. But I'm so pretty sure. It might sure. have been 50 years ago. Yeah. No, I, it, it's frustrating, but times have very much changed since yeah. I was originally doing those pitches. Well, Netflix, I, here's the thing. Netflix was not a thing. Amazon was not right. streaming. Uh, DreamWorks has had a renaissance of, of entertainment. It makes very much, it, when I was meeting with somebody, this is very funny, 10 years ago when I took a pitch to a, an animation company and their their damning question was, well, has a video game ever become a cartoon show before? There were no examples at the time, except for like Jack Jack and the Juju Bead or some some weird off brand oh. Atari game. And they're like, I love mm, Jack Jack and the it, Juju. It was proof of like it's not a viable place to mine content. And now now that could be laughable. Like obviously there are millions of people. There are twenty six million copies of the Sly Cooper games out in publication. Probably over thirty now. Like that's a pretty big audience. Well, it's interesting to me how Amazon and Netflix have kind of changed the game for everything. Yeah. In that. It used to, like, we start off with three networks, right? Mm-hmm. And then it builds into cable, and then that expands to where now you have, like, 500, 600 channels. But you yeah. probably and only... sub-channels. Yeah. And you probably only tune into eight of those, 10, oh, 20 yeah. of them, you know, give or take. And then all of a sudden, you know, like, for me, my I just randomly put on my wish list for yeah. Amazon, an Amazon Fire. And my mom happened to see it on there. Mm-hmm. And I was just more interested, like, I wonder what this is about. She bought it for me. I go, oh, great. So I plug it in. I try. I love it. Yeah. I'm like this close to cutting the cord. 
Really? Yes. Wow. It is. It is. And I talked to one of the tech guys at uh, KTLA. Which You'll is say local. that until sports come back or until football comes. No, back because around. the NFL Sunday Ticket has a streaming package. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's got a streaming package, yeah, yeah. and so just like. Uh, I, here's the thing. Part of my move here is yeah. a. It looked like things weren't going really anywhere at the radio station, and then yeah. b, the the corporate juggernaut that I work for, but uh, and will part time probably. I think even they see it coming to on demand. Oh things yeah, are, yeah. Things are going. Oh, it's towards already there. On, right. You want that. So it's. I think that when and then when you have that is that it it changes the audience. Like what what it takes to make yeah. a successful show for Netflix or Amazon Fire is very different than the perception in the NBC world. Because Absolutely. in the NBC world, it is, it's about advertising and ratings. The That's more right. people you could get to listen, the better. That's right. But in the uh, Netflix, I've actually talked to but, comedians who have sold their specials to Netflix, and they don't care about the content. Right. What they care about is having content for their subscribers to keep eating up. Right, because they get more and more episodes. While your son tells you those things, yeah. uh, that's a, we have buddies that work over at the Hallmark Channel writing for a show that's on there. Uh, and that's a, an original program for the Hallmark Network. Wow. And they're going through all the same hoops that people have talked about dealing with with network shows for the decades the neck, uh, that network television has been around. And it's because how can we have such a specific net, like how many people are watching the Hallmark Channel, right? It doesn't matter how many. They know exactly who's watching. Right. The Hallmark Channel. Your your the story you've told of like by going, exactly you mean demographic. You they mean, know they know precisely. Yeah, they know the exact audience, so they can target their clients, the commercial sellers, and say we the people that are watching this will be the people to buy your product, and that's why this model works now for the people that are making the content. Whereas before there were three channels, there were three stores. Hopefully, I get the biggest people in my store, and I can make the money. But we don't. It's everybody in the yeah. entire world. Now it's like uh, we know people that like bass fishing <laughs> on the East Coast and also are Colts fans. Great. They, we have a network for them with a complete list of content just to keep them involved. Yeah. The future it's, is now. So those are all things that are happening in this giant machine that you and I and 99.9% .9 of our listeners are not actually a part of. And so as we begin to process how to uh, how to engage Sly Cooper as he's becoming an animated series, just keep those things in mind that it's it's not as easy as it once was. Yeah. All right. So uh, mostly because my son is in here driving me nuts. We're yeah. going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back after these messages. Doo -doo -doo. All right. We are back. Oh, boy. Here's the, the, the funny part about this is, is that I started doing uh, podcasting even when the kids are home because my children are now old enough yeah. that I. Oh, I'm sorry. I hit the wrong button. I'm a board op. Uh -huh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Tell uh, me more, Justin. OK. <laughs> and uh, it's I, of course, uh, as a gamer. Yeah. I use video games to babysit my children. They're yeah. in there right now enjoying mm -hmm. Disney Infinity. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I'm a little disappointed. So my son had a, had a little accident, blah, blah, blah. But I want to touch on this. He broke the PS4. Yes. But, well, oh, my God. Can you imagine? You would have one less son. Oh, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it would be really rough. It'd be pretty bad. Be real, one, of my, uh, one of my friends, his kid shoved like eight discs into his PS4. Yeah, that's right. Or was it a PS3? Anyway, point is that... My son recently, they so they do little things around the house and stuff for money because I get gifts for Christmas and birthdays. Yeah. And then if they want to buy a toy or something any other time of the year, then they pay for it with their own money. When did that change? Because I remember when your kids were little, you'd buy them stuff all the time. 
Uh, and then you give it to us two years later. Ooh, that's a good point. When did that change? I think when they got old enough to do a job. Uh, that's, see, I try, I try to tell my wife that I wanted our kids to pay rent when like give them yeah. allowance that included paying for rent. She did not like that idea. Why not? So she wanted them to pay for real things like they could help pay for dinner and so stuff. things that they could see. Yeah. Rent is intangible. I suppose. And that she didn't feel like it was fair. Like, I think it's the maternal instinct kicking in that my children don't have to pay to live with me. Yeah. But here's the thing. If uh, you could have them pay rent now, we're getting off topic. But if you have them pay rent and then you put that into a savings account, Mm. but then I've heard of people do that where they charge their kid rent, even as the kid's like 16 and the kid's all angry. And then when the kid's 22 and they move out of the house, they're like, here's 20 grand. Oh man. Here's all the rent you paid. All right. Well, let's, let's cut that segment out and put it on the dad dad podcast. podcast. (laughs) Dadpodcast.com. Anyway. Um, so anyway, the, uh, he goes to Toys R Us and he's looking around and they love playing Disney infinity Yeah, and they'll bounce back and forth between that and plants versus zombies and, and call of duty every once in a while. Although it's interesting to me that, you would think that that would be the more tantalizing game for kids yeah. their age because my son is eight and the other one's about to turn six in a, two days. And they're both way, they're getting to the point at Call of Duty where they're better than me. Yes. Like um, it used to be that I could take them both on and it helped me that there was two of them. And so, but I would just mop the floor with them. Because it would keep you entertained. No, it was, would it would help my kills because there was two of oh, them to kill. So every time I died, though, the other one didn't automatically get a kill, too. Right. But if they were right next to each other, I would get two kills if I found them. Nice. Now it's gotten to the point where I got to really hunker down and run because they are precise, man. They are really good. They're kids, too. Yes. <laughs> I don't like the idea of the circle of life being that small. It's, I'm not... <laughs> it's an Oedipus Rex cycle. <laughs> what do they do when you're gone and it's just them and your your wife? You know, let's talk about that on another yeah. show. <laughs> so anyway, so we go to Toys R Us and he's got his money and he is like, oh, I'll get a Disney Infinity guy. And he's got like 90 bucks because my older wow. son doesn't spend money. Wow. He, and so he's like, oh, I want this one. I want this one. And so he gets, I think, like three. He gets yeah. three that he wants. And we get up there and because Disney Infinity is discontinued, yeah. they're like, buy one, get four free. <laughs> it's four. Get four free? Four free. Oh, my gosh. It's not buy one. And get three free. No. Four Buy for one. one and get four additional Disney Infinity characters for free. I was I was at Toys R Us and I heard two people arguing about that. They're like, I don't believe it. Why is a buy one, get three free? And I, I didn't feel like they wanted my input to explain what you just said. And he's like, it's just it's the sale. And the, this one guy goes, I don't believe it. We're not buying them. And kept going. <laughs> <laughs> like somehow the store was trying to hoodwink them. Well, Jacob was so I was shocked. So he went back. He picked two more. Yeah. So for fifteen bucks, oh, such a good deal. He walked out of there with five Disney Infinity characters. I know what I'm doing tonight. Exactly. So he went back over there. I thought they got you one. They did. I'm yeah. just going back there tonight. <laughs> so they so they went back and he's got some more. And so uh, they're playing that game because it's discontinued. It's such a bummer because it's such a well designed game. It's a fun but game. I think. Uh, I think that we have come and we've saw that the arrival of that portal toy thing yeah. that Skylanders created, and I think we're seeing it go away. Yeah, well, and and there are other other factors involved. Like, there's only so much shelf space. There's only so many people in this market because now Amiibo is doing it. Skylanders is taking this year off, and we have Disney. What's Infinity. Amiibo doing? Are they the ones behind Lego? They're or? no, they're uh, Nintendo. They've been doing it for oh, years. Yeah, but they, right. see, what we're seeing now is people that want collector items for something. The you know, in the world of Disney toys, Star Wars toys. Marvel toys, the Disney Infinity stuff is on the low end of how cool those are. They are much more impressive toys out there that are toys. As far as a game, they're an excellent game, but not a remarkable toy. Whereas this is why I think 
Lego Dimensions had it right from the beginning because they took an existing toy and just made it cooler, like made it interactive. They took an existing game property and an existing toy property and went, oh, yeah. This they Legoed the, it. They built the, it. We should put the, yeah, they just clicked them together. Yeah. So there are a lot of rumors. In fact, they've had meetings with Lego of them hinting very heavily that all the Disney properties uh, Star Wars, Marvel, everybody will be in Lego dimensions, which means there's a very strong chance that you can fly your Millennium Falcon with Batman at the helm wow. or have Superman fight Spider-Man, stuff like that. What caused the end of that? What caused the end of this licensing I, crossover? The Lego movie, I think, is the first thing I ever saw. That well, and, But Lego's been doing that for years. They have a lot of things that, I mean, the Lego Marvel game, which I played at E3 this year, has a sequel coming out. Uh, they've And Marvel and Lego have been partners for a long time. I and mean, there's been Lego Iron Man, Lego um, was the other property, I mean, a Lego Avengers for years and years and years. And Lego Star Wars has been huge since day one. So um, it's just a, it's an evolution of that. But what I'm saying is not let Lego, but I'm saying like to have Batman mm -hmm. driving the Millennium Falcon, everybody used to get up in arms. But yeah. I guess maybe it's more a, a reflection of now there's smaller, less companies own it all. I, and I think, yes, and so it's easier for them to get along. And I think that they're realizing that uh, fans like it when stuff yes. crosses over. So they're like, well, it's better that Batman and Spider-Man play together than not, because they are in the fans' eyes. They're yeah. the same. You can't stop me from taking my two action figures or my own stories or comparing them in a song like Coldplay did. <laughs> so you might as well lean into that and give the fans what they want, which is why we got the amazing movie Roger Rabbit. <laughs> 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 That's true. That was a, a crossover before crossover yeah, time. That was the, the big one. So you went to E3. Yes, I did, yes. yeah. And, um, I've been going to E3 it? since it was E2. Yeah. That was the, uh, actually, this is the that first like year. 40 years ago? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the first E3 to have uh, paid uh, people join. So they were clearly marked by different badges. So my badge as an industry person is see-through. It's always been clear. The paid people, I learned very quickly, have a neon yellow badge. It's still translucent, but it's like, being tagged as like secondary. <laughs> Did you hear how much they paid for that? It's $300, I believe, for the ticket. What I saw on KTLA, the local uh -huh. affiliate, was to w come for the whole thing. Yeah. Like the whole week, $1,000. That sounds about right. It would be about $300 a day. Okay, and but where is, so where is to me, I've been. Yeah. How many times? Do we only go once? I think we? you and I only went the one time. Yeah. We went to Comic Con a couple times. The. To me, I don't get me wrong. It's awesome to be there, see the games, and get to play them. It's not worth two Disneyland uh, annual yeah. season passes. Yeah, like what's what's the takeaway other than to know, hey, I could buy this one day? Especially when you spend a lot of your like, if you're there for swag, you have to spend precious time, hours at some point, sometimes four hours in yeah. line to get swag. You may not get it. They but don't I owe bet you if, anything. if you could get, I bet that they threw that price point up just to see how many people yeah. they could get, and if they get a lot of people then I think you see things change. Yeah. I think you see things where you get beta releases. Well, it was the first year did. I saw actual cosplayers, uh, which has always been the thing that you that you didn't experience at E3. So there were legitimate people in costume at E3 this year for the first time. That Does weren't that take away people. from it? I think it adds an odd dimension to it. I, and I don't... I, E3 is not special to me. I think that there is a power to the trade uh, tradesman event. But the reality is all that stuff is unnecessary anymore. That's why they're uh, involving people that want to pay to be there because the internet does it far better. The, the event is a hallmark from 
another time when the way to get the information out was to get all the press there and let them take pictures and make a big spectacle. Now, every company has a pipeline, just it's everything we were just talking about, directly to their audience. The people that care about Naughty Dog or whatever or, or Xbox, they're paying attention and they can get the news out. They don't need the news cycle to push it in the way that they did before. It helps, but it's not the necessity. So adding some lifeblood to it makes sense. And with the price point, I think even if it's a few people, then it offsets the expense for all those vendors. And it keeps it civil. Uh, which is one of the reasons why Disneyland's price tag is so high. When you lower the price tag, then it becomes really easy to come in and just be a jackhole while you're there. Every, it, I did not feel any different. The event felt exactly the same. Other than you would see a Zelda dress up walking by. Yeah, they, here and there. That was yeah. the that was the big difference. So uh, walk us through. I saw on TV the Nintendo like area, which yeah. was very themed. Like it looked like a backlot tour at Universal. And they've they've always gone all. I think that they typically win at their ability to show or create an incredible space. I think that's something that's very important to them, which makes sense for Nintendo's brand. Uh, in years past, they've made it look like an elven forest, and it has this enchanted feeling to it. They they no doubt spend the most amount of money in theme feeling. Uh, and yeah, this backlot feeling or backlot vibe for this year was in line with their new game uh, Odyssey, the new Mario game, where the cap uh, has a personality, you drop it on different things. So there were there were um, a, buck, or a bullet bill flying through the air uh, with a Mario cap on it. There was a giant tank with a Mario cap on it in the middle of the room. Lots of things to take pictures with. Um, but yeah, I don't looked, know if I'm giving away a spoiler, but I saw that they you can, in this game, yeah. you, if you throw your hat on something, yeah. then you can control Whatever enemies yeah, the, are, in you the and game. the cap are the thing. Which I thought was a really smart element to add. But you also tour the world, so you're going to see people that are bigger than you, <laughs> like actual human size shaped people. Mario interacts with a woman that looks like Carmen San Diego, for example. Really? Uh, yeah. You, so you tour reality uh, and and leave the Mushroom Kingdom. Um, but it was a very fun booth. Uh, the the Nintendo stuff is for diehard people, and yeah, I saw people walking around with the awesome caps from the game. Uh, but I believe to play a game. Or get your hands on any of that content would have cost four hours and uh, to wait in line for all that stuff. And so I got to experience the booth, but I didn't put my hands on any of the Switch or anything. Yeah. Uh, but I did try to steal some of the stuff, and they really stopped me. So, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you throw your hat on it? Yeah, I did. I, I wasn't even wearing a hat. Was anybody amused by that? <laughs> Not all. a person. And that's why I can never go back to E3. <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad we're doing this now. Do, 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 Next year, do. tune in when Justin goes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's funny because it's true. Well, the uh, right off the bat, I headed over to the Lego booth. Uh, it's I'll play that in a second. I have an audio clip for you. Oh. Uh, and I got to play the new Lego Marvel uh, 2, uh, as I mentioned before, and it's really fun. You get to play as the Guardians of the Galaxy in the demo and play as Baby Groot and, and Big Groot. Uh, and then right after that, I wandered over to the neighboring booth for Warner Brothers' other big title this year, which is the sequel to Shadow of Mordor, which I think is called Shadow of War. Did you play the Shadow of Mordor no, game? I, cho- you, I remember I gave you the option i said what do you think i should play in you uh somehow i don't think you necessarily suggested but you lean me towards horizons i did and, and i love it yeah i knew that that would be more your style uh shadow mordor is a is a uh, sneaky game there's a lot more like stealth kills and things in it but the the what the hallmark of that game and that's the third time i've used that stupid word the signature element of that game like is, a hallmark yeah like a hallmark okay is the nemesis system and we saw that in play in the first game i 
personally never felt like it really took the game to the next level in the way that they suggested. Or maybe I just wasn't willing to sit and camp out in the game in the number of hours that it would to feel it come to life. But as you fight these orcs, if any, any orc, even the lowest life orc there kills you, uh, you resurrect like in every game, which makes sense within the world of the game. Uh, but that orc then becomes a chieftain. He actually becomes a boss. Now, say he does it again and he kills you again. He gets promoted up the ranks. He gets tougher. He evolves in his strengths. You get to learn his character, what his weaknesses are. He he amasses followers and so on and so forth. So you can watch That's this a nice element. In the, you actually create a nemesis, and over time, I felt like I have got to take revenge on this guy. He's killed me twice now, and he's just a low life little thug. And look at, and he'll like taunt you. I've killed you already, you ugly cuss. Wow! Yeah, I'll do it again. Stuff like that. And um, so this game takes that element and just explodes it. It was clearly the most interesting uh, part what of the happens game. Happens if a boss gets you. Uh, well, anything that has to be an orc. So like if a if a creature gets you or uh, their gronomor which are these like tiger things they don't become chieftains uh, but if just a regular old ordinary background grunt kills you he becomes a top but if it's like if you're fighting a dragon no he won't become a right. chief it's in the hierarchy of the orcs of their, so that's just their little enemy coding yeah. and design exactly yeah and they're all uniquely designed so the computer generates that orc his weaknesses strengths his look size build what armor he wears there's some like and the color of his skin and the drool on his face they die do they not come back then they, they don't come back once they're dead you sever their heads and they're gone that's for, i think that's for the better it's for, because well, you don't because want them regenerating if you think about it i mean those orcs a lot of time is not spent thinking about the video game enemy families <laughs> right uh, yeah like where it's you know he's up for his promotion it's them sitting that, around a fire and well that's keeping. exactly it so so what they did in the second game is now that's pretty much the the main crux of it as you move out into areas beyond the original encampment you find new terrains and things and so what they said is based on which nemesis is populated into different forts that will change the types of missions that show up in the area um, what the challenges will be. He'll affect the the grunts in the area. The uh, NPCs will be of a different class depending on who's in charge of that area. Straight to me. I know it shouldn't, but it does. It's incredible. So so here's the deal. I, we went into a video. They wouldn't let you take video with no cameras or anything. So they sit down. They go, we have a treat for you today. He said, it's a, a huge deal, but we have the composer in the room for, uh, from the game. So we have the musician that did the music for the first game and the second game. We all clap. La, 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 la. So he goes into the into the demo and he there's an announcer and then there's another designer actually playing the game. And she does something right off the bat and he's like, oh, uh, okay, the, we're going off the rails here. She was showing off for him. She was doing, we got the biggest experience, I think, of anybody at the E3 because there was a, kind of a big celebrity in the room. So she did some extra stuff that no one really got to see within the game. And it began to tell the story of going and capturing this other orc, bringing him to our side. Then we had she had to go into the fort and stealthily take out one of the sub commanders. Then she he went out the she went out as the main character and got the army our army army of orcs ready to storm this other army of orcs because as you the one of your powers is to be able to convert orcs to your team. So if you convert a chieftain, all of his followers join your side. Wow. If he promotes up the ranks. 
all of those followers join you wow. until you have these warring nations of orcs and the idea is that they're slaughtering each other as opposed to taking over mankind. So through this multi-tiered battle, she storms the castle, gets into the inner uh, sanctum of this orc leader's room, and and some creature, some orc in the room spawned a three-foot-tall monster that even the commentator is like, where did that come from? That shouldn't have happened. Because it's a live demo and it's different every time. He even said, like, most of these orcs, I've never seen that name or that combination of powers before or that look. And they were all hideous. And so she's trying to battle. She's not equipped to take on this enormous three-story orc. And she loses. She almost dies twice. And he's like, well, that's it. She loses one more time. That will be the end of the demo. I have never been on the edge of my seat more really? watching like because if she loses, not a big deal. Yeah, but right. you really you're 83. You're, you're watching. We're in a theater watching this never before seen footage of something. The composers in the room, you feel what's on the line. I mean, she's incredible. This game, you shoot these arrows and she gets boom, boom, two headshots. And then it goes in slow motion. And you see she was actually able to get them in both of his eyes. <laughs> it is uh, going in slow motion back. And when she finally gets up, Sneaks around, do, 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 comes and then just slices off his head, uh, the orc king's head, raise it above his hand, and the room just erupts into giant applause. Whoa! Super satisfying. I, I, it was the highlight of the show for me. That's awesome. I recommend the game very strongly. That's awesome. All right, let's uh, let's take a quick break and we'll talk a little bit more about E3 and then maybe get into uh, some of my thoughts and yeah. you can rebu- rebuttal them. You have lots on of Nintendo uh, Switch when we come back. All right, we are back, Kevin, at E3. Mm. Uh, Justin is refreshing as if this is uh, not something you've been listening to from the beginning. <laughs> so anything else? You told yeah. us about uh, the Mordor sequel. I don't want to step on any of your videos or anything. Yeah, like let me, that. Let me if play we don't a little... get to this Switch talk, please do not be offended. All right, let's do Switch talk next time. No, no, time. I'm saying, yeah, next yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let me play a little... Uh, something for you here. So I was wandering around and the Super Super Soul Brothers were playing uh, over by the cafe in one Who of the, the halls. Super Soul Brothers? Why they are, them? you shouldn't, they are a cover band of, of uh, video game theme songs. That's awesome. So I, pl- I recorded a couple. King, you tell me what this is from. All right. It's a Chrono Trigger. <laughs> I would never have gotten never. that. Uh, but this one I have a nice long take for. Can you tell me who this is? All right. I mean, we were all grooving out at this point. If you can see it, there's like 20 of us. I think it's it's throwing me that it's a live orchestra. It's yeah. like 8-bit maybe. It, yeah, it's a live like jazz band. Yeah. Oh, Survivor. Ah, uh, close. No? You're very close. I should say which Mario Brothers. Oh. It's I'm impressed that you Super knew Mario it. Though. 3, well there was a little there was a little bit of the actual dead. Yeah. 
it's Yoshi's World, which oh. is Super Mario World 2. What the the thing that makes that game so special is that it was all looked like it was drawn by crayons. Uh, it was a classic game that they really should have made more of. And the soundtrack, this song plays in loop through the game. And it is an old save system where, I mean, there's no time limit in this game, which was unusual at the time. Most of the Mario games have like a three-minute clock. You could sit in a level for 20 minutes at a time just listening to this on loop. So I bring back both frustrating and warm memories. <laughs> <laughs> it is both equal parts of nostalgia and... Uh, and like, stop it. Stop the music. But I also have to listen to. Like, if you only ate gravy every day for three years while in prison, <laughs> when you got out, you'd be like, I think I need gravy, no. even though I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Gravy's highly ordered. I did ask them if they knew Sly Cooper. They laughed at me. So they weren't going to play some Sly. How dare they? They had a sax and everything. Podcast. Sorry. <laughs> he knew who Sly was. He just didn't, they didn't have that in their repertoire. He said they were taking requests. I yelled it out. All right. I well, I, I'll accept. Here's the thing. I, I, what I took to laugh at you is that, like, come on. Come on. We play Who's game it? themes. Okay, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Like, come on. <laughs> I think, I think they go for more of the, like, the classic 80s yeah. stuff than, than 2000. Uh, what else was super cool? The, oh, somebody wanted to know about, um, all the places to pose. So there's a lot of places, like, people build exhibits and things so you can take pictures in front of, uh, which I always feel like would be cool if I was dressed appropriately. Uh, I don't like get in a, a costume. In a costume or something because if I just show up like those oldie timey photos when you go to an yeah. old western town and yeah. you get dressed up and they take a black and white or like photo at a wedding you're holding the, the pretend whiskey exactly and you give yeah it to yeah that's what I funny. would rather have so I never do them but there were a couple that were really impressive the one of the biggest one was actually in the lobby it was Mario and the Rabids and you could be the like the Rabid was about to smash you which looked pretty cool out there was also the insane trilogy for Crash Bandicoot which I think you're a fan of right uh, yeah yeah that's coming I like out Crash Bandicoot I, the I like most platform games, but more of what since since the new consoles or mm-hmm. what I will uh, snobbily call the modern console <laughs> have come out. I like to play a little more story driven game, <laughs> or I will uh, split time with something that I could take in bite sized morsels, like a Madden or a Call of Duty. I like this character. We should workshop him more. This is a um, snobby uh, douchebag gamer guy. I put this on our feed already, but uh, our old drinking buddy Jay Dobbs wanted to know if there was a Burger King uh, Burger yeah, King game, and there was. <laughs> I was blown away. Uh, it is just a port, uh, but they have a bunch of consoles like old eight bit games all squished down into one of those things that you can plug in straight into your TV. So that you just put on a contact lens. Yeah, yep, that's all coming. So those are pretty sweet. Let me see what else was there. Oh, I got to play the new. What was the big Sony? Oh, go ahead. The big sunny, like well, you know, like I remember them. It's kind of like Comic Con where it's broken down yep. into areas. Indeed. So yeah. like, Boots. what was Sony's big thing? Sony had a big section for Battlefront Two. That was probably in the center of it. They had a couple rooms for the next Uncharted game. They had some stuff for Destiny Two. Both of those were very long waits, and you you can't take footage and stuff for. Uh, that's where we saw Infamous, or maybe you weren't with me that time. Um, where those guys get to, yeah. they you get like a little room, and they kind of walk you through the yes, showcase. We went, Same thing. Infamous Two is where. I oh, we did. Great. Yeah. Um, so those are all pretty pretty sweet, but I uh, it was running short on time and uh, didn't get to sneak in there. But I did get to take a, a long series of footage of people playing uh, Battlefront, and there were uh, probably 20 people on two sides. So there's probably 40 games happening simultaneously uh, sh- uh, in, in the entire room, uh, and you just get to watch people play it. I think they waited a very long time to play that game, though. But they got the coolest swag I've seen so far after playing 
each of them were handed a PS Vita game, just a random title from a box. Done. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and they weren't the same. It was, I thought they would give them some, like one particular. It was like a bunch of old games, and they were all like, sweet. That's smart. I wonder how many people own Vitas. I was like, can I get that? Because I'll actually play it. Um, so that was pretty sweet. But the, um, oh, I got to play the, uh, the PC game. Uh, the new Warhammer game based on the uh, collectible miniatures that you paint. Uh, and that's looking phenomenal. And if you're into those PC real-time strategy games, the thing that's so different about that compared to something like StarCraft is that you really do feel like you're moving an army around. Like you deal with alignment and flanking and how they're positioned and you think As through... just supposed to just making a, a mass of people and sending Yeah, or, and they're all very cartoony in StarCraft, which I, I love that game, but there's such a... There's, there's a more there's even slower in the PC in the Warhammer like it takes them time to move and they ramp up and slow down just like real people and they have morale and stuff it's very and those guys really like their game they're a British based company and they'd come around and talk to you about it and see what you liked about it and it was very cool to get some hands on did you did you see anything uh, I know you're not as partial to the series as I am but anything about Madden because I have read articles about that there's an interesting new story element where You will uh, have a character, much like the superstar mode uh, yeah. for anybody who plays that. They have a, a dozen, I mean. They have a superstar mode where you, it was fun. When they first created it, you would pick parents, like what their right. jobs were, like, it would, yeah. and then they would come together. And that <laughs> really? Was, yeah. That's like some sim stuff. That's crazy. And it would pre-select essentially the positions you could play. Mm-hmm. Like if your mother was an archer and your father was a track star, you could be a quarterback, you know, kind of a thing. Wow. Yeah. That's weird. And if your dad was a dock worker and your mother was a pharmacist, you could be a defensive tackle for some reason. Are you serious? I swear. And um, That seems a little And I tried racist. to get into it... Uh, and I, it was because it was an interesting element, but there's not, it's hard to take over that franchise of like, I coach the team or any yeah. of that stuff, mm-hmm. but they really have. What developed. year was that? What, what matter was that? That would have been, I want to say 14. I could be. Oh, so that 14. was recent. Four, no, because it was 13. 13 was the one we played. Star, yeah. And that yeah. didn't have the super. So mm-hmm. it had to be 14 or 15. Wow. But uh, so now what they've done is they've added that, but instead of it just being for the sake of like building a character, is that it's an actual like game with a story that you walk through as a character. You mm, you, you get go to role play the draft as a admit, yes, and it's more of a a, a story. What's the gameplay game. for that when you go through the know, draft? Oh, I see. So it was just this thing that they they basically announced that they've included a story element now as a mode. Neat. So it's a it's another another option. Which they've the the depth that they've added to that game. I mean, in the last one. So this is what we're so we're gonna where this is seventeen. The scouting, that game that we had, we found some guys that were all playing it, and they all like just became amazing at it. Yeah, this one, I think it would be. I would. That's why I wish they would all get PS4s and we could start yeah. playing again because this one is so hard just to jump ahead and mm-hmm. just dominate because it gives you the ability to scout everybody. Mm-hmm. So when you go into the week, it tells you forty three percent of their defense is covered too. Oh wow! And it breaks it all down, and you can and you can see it, and it tells you their tendencies, and then it suggests how to practice and game plan oh, against that's those strategies. It's great. Oh wow! A lot of depth. so it's, it added AI to do those elements that those really intense and multiplayers were. It doing. has an app uh, that I don't know if they're going to continue on in eighteen with this, but it has an app where it's essentially like the tablet that the coach would have. Yeah. So while you're playing the game, it's breaking down on third and this many yards. This is the defense that they've. Uh, 
uh, gone with this much of the game. Oh, cool. So it'll tell you if it's third and 13, it'll say on third and 13 at this point in the field, they have chosen a cover two uh 13% of the time and wow. a man defense uh 26% which is a big of part of football yes. is is all the head games stuff ahead of time preparing watching and it's still your enough opponent. of an element cuz you still got to move quick in yeah. 40 seconds and if you have time to figure out how to look at that i mean yeah. i was doing it on my iphone i was impressed but i was like if i had an ipad where it was a little bigger and i could see it this is i don't know i, I get that, nerded out about that do you that. think that's in the game like it'll tell you like you could slot that stuff remind me when i'm in this situation to pull that up like like you would an assistant no, coach no not at this point I think that that was the idea of it. The, they call it Madden Glass. Oh, was, oh I see. So it was saying. meant to be a peripheral. Got it. That oh, well, that's, no that's great. Other than in the pre-gaming and stuff which like is, that. Which so. is what it would be in right. reality. Uh, are we taking a break? No. Because I have to tell everybody. My, not You see, it's cool now, Joey. You don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah. That's a different time. Yeah. So best Made in show for me. <laughs> and also with you. <laughs> Live long and prosper. Um, what else? So what else did you see? The the best in show by far. I'll, oh. I'll release. I'll tell you. I'll tell you now. Cause I, I thought am, it was the Shadow Award. No, that was an incredible demo. Best in show. I, I was walking through the NVIDIA section, uh, which they're a um, graphics card company, and they had a lot of computer mods uh, sitting out. And I, I glance over, and they had, had attached some Xbox controllers to the consoles to kind of show off their graphic power. Oh, which, by the way, when I was in the Sony booth, uh, they had these enormous rigs uh, that I'll have to show, put pictures on uh, uh, on Facebook. They call them the Crow, and they were, if you could see my arms, I'm like trying to hug the side of a car. Uh, and they had one of the rigs for the PC, like a home-built PC, had one of those old electric static balls in it. Remember those in yeah, the yeah, 80s yeah. that every, like, science... you touch it, it would light, yeah. lightning would go to... That's in the middle of this... <laughs> It was Just incredible. for looks? Yes. I was like, is that going to make it faster? Why would you even want... Maybe there's some technology reason why you want an anti-static ball in the middle of your uh, PC, but I don't know. It looked cool. It looked like it was from the future. Uh, so anyway, um, as I, I glanced over and saw somebody play something, I was like, that does not look like like a low-res uh, video game or some old game that they're showing. I was like, I don't know that property. And I glanced at it. It was called Strange Brigade. Strange Brigade. This is it's best in show. Best in show for me. It's worst in name life. Yeah. So worst it, in life name. I, I learned later it's a UK-based company, and the uh, I waited forever for someone to stop playing, and then I grabbed some headphones and keyed in. And it starts like an old-timey British reel, like film reel, and you learn about the Strange Brigade. <laughs> <laughs> and it, they go uh, around the world. They, so it's during when the British crown controls most of the world at this point in time in the 1930s. And they go around and protect the world from dark forces that would maybe show up in, say, ancient crypts or forgotten civilizations. And um, there's four different classes of characters, and they're each a different character. One is this Kenyan woman that's all tatted up. There's a an engineer woman, then there's an ex-soldier, and then a scholar guy that has like a mini submachine gun that he carries around. I got to play with all the classes because I played the demo multiple times over because <laughs> I loved it so much. And you you get dropped in the middle of this adventure of this really spectacular looking um, a crypt that had been uh, excavated. And so there's like pieces of uh, jungle and then barricades propped up. And then you go and uh, touch this orb and suddenly all the dead zombies or dead uh, things around become zombies and begin attaching you, coming at you. And so it's like a zombie shooter game, but in this beautiful uh, Lost of the Ark Covenant kind of motif. And then suddenly a minotaur shows up and you have to take him down. Then 
and you go through and the detail within the world. Also, I was looking on a gorgeous NVIDIA. You're Googling it because yeah. it's an awesome game. It sounds incredible. Uh, I, uh, I then had to start to look it up. I couldn't find it anywhere else on the floor. They had a meeting room and that was it. And, and many people will even say it was the quiet best game at E3. Um, and it's it, a very kind of uh, Walking Dead look to it. It is a Walking Dead meets... Um, uh, what's the Borderlands? Maybe more um, Indiana Jones Uncharted kind of vibe oh, okay. to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. With yeah. with a lot of silliness. Because you arrive in a zeppelin, <laughs> so it's fun and cartoony action adventure. Uh, I really felt like I was at the Temple of the Forbidden Eye in Disneyland. This sort of like adventure and danger and mystery, intrigue and treasure. Um, and I I really did play the game. There's a 20 minute clock. It ran over. I started the demo. Over again so that I could try all the four classes. Uh, they say sometime 2018 there is a Facebook page, there's a fan group, uh, there's a Twitter. I'm following all those. Get in now because this game is, will be released for the Xbox, the PS4, and uh, Steam. I will get it, of course, on the PS4 the moment it's available. It looks phenomenal. And I told my wife later, I regretted not, I regretted doing anything else after seeing that game. Like nothing compared to that. I wish I had just gone back. Was it crazy busy? No, that was wow. the thing because no one knew it was there. Yeah, uh, I wish I had just played. Like I went home, you know, when you play a new game and that you want to keep playing. Looks awesome, I wanted to keep playing. I would, I would love to play this game right now. It, it just the bug got in me. It was so much fun. Uh, somebody asked in the chat room, "How? What do you think about the discontinuing of Skylanders? How? How are you? Are you okay? Is or? it discontinued permanently? I I last heard that they were going to support Imaginators and then find out more later. If that if it is discontinued, that's news to me. But I have I'm a little behind the times. In I believe my their Skylander word was news. canceled. Uh, it has been canceled this year, but we've known that for some time. Okay, if they're saying. If EA is saying they're never going to make another Skylanders game, I have a hard time buying that because it has made them $2.5 billion. So, yeah. So Maybe not 2.5, but close to a billion, I think, at this point. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's a billion dollars. So I would have a hard time believing that EA isn't going to do something else with that property. Did you see the Star Trek VR game? Uh, I didn't see the VR game. The The Sony booth has a very unique system where you have to register to get in there. I would love to see that Star Trek VR game. Uh, I, they also asked what our opinions were on VR in general. I'm not on board. Like, here's the other no. thing. To go back to what you were saying about how the orcs change and then that yeah. changes missions. Yeah. That crashes my gaming brain because... You'll love it. I like... No, I won't. No, because it's its own story. You have your I own know, nemesis. But I want to, here's the thing. I don't You're going to play it. I, I got a copy will. for you. Maybe, here's the thing. I love to eat... I, I would love to eat these words. I don't... You would. I don't like to be a, a negative... Nail. Strange Brigade, though. You're going to love. We're going to oh, play yeah. it for hours. <laughs> but it's this thing where I like to partake in the thing that the person created in the way that they wanted me to partake in it. Yeah. There's something about it. And I think it's because video gaming for me as an adult mm -hmm. has become how I turn my brain off mm -hmm. and, and yet still stay engaged. But the, so the idea of having to really think through, well, you, you don't, you, cause they'll tell you this enemy has these weaknesses. It's the same thing as football though. Yeah, but it's, it's the same thing because you're like, experience because now it's going to be, it is the, they don't, it's not random. It's well, not yeah, on maybe, accident. Maybe I'm misunderstanding <laughs> it. Cause here's my point. My point is, is that what if I do something yeah. that if I had done something different, I could have had a better experience. Like if we, uh, if we make this game, your E3 experience, yeah. right. And you go there and you're, 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 you're playing the uh, Shadows of War game, mm -hmm. right? You're like, 
oh, this is cool. But uh, what if you had never even stumbled upon Strange from a Cape? Uh-huh. And yeah. then you would never, ever know. Right. And, and you just go through your whole life because you but probably wouldn't that, have picked it isn't up. Isn't that what happened with Skyrim? Remember, there were just countless stories to unlock within the game. Uh, just stumbling around. You could become a vampire. You might. And then you have to, like, solve that problem or not. I think that's we what loved I did that not stuff. like about it. Oh, really? I, here's the thing. I accidentally, here's what it was. I accidentally, I think, got bit by a vampire. Yeah, yeah we it, talked about that. And it pissed me off so much. And you got I, an STD. I went back, yes. I got a, 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 a no. Oh, you didn't undo it. You you say you went back to an earlier yes. save. Oh, see, I had to actually find the cure. No, I said, I said, F that noise. I see. I wanted the game to be so malleable that I wanted to change the rules and go around and infect other towns, then make the game about turning the whole map into into yeah, vampires. That didn't happen because I, I personally bit the queen of one of the towns because you could go invisible. I snuck in while she was sleeping and Nick ah, and I was like, eh, nothing ever happened. Oh, that's that, it. That so the ripple out effect of like how yeah. something affects you that you don't like that you more prefer the rock star game uh, where you were a detective in the 1940s yes where the mystery was there for you to just figure out what glowing object to look at yeah except I don't like the tone in which you describe that but is are the words accurate yeah I don't like <laughs> I don't like uh, I don't like the glowing orb oh okay I like a puzzle. Oh sure, I like to. Figure, but it has to has one ending, one. Yeah, or at least that. Here's the, how I'll, I'll do the God's honest truth. As long as I don't know there's another ending, I'm fine with it. That's true. That has bothered you before. <laughs> but why is it? Because you wouldn't with Infamous. You needed to play both sides. You didn't yes. feel complete yes. unless you knew what the other ending was. Yes, and that's just one ending. And I, that was one of my favorite elements of that game was that you could finish one side. And then go back and play the next side without like starting over. This is such a great conversation. I'm really glad we're having this. I it, it's so like I'm trying to think of rattle back. Like I really like this uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. So if you know that there's some way I'm affecting things, don't tell me uh, because I love it. So what much. if I know there are ways you're not affecting it? Can I tell you that? Um, I don't know. I guess. don't know the answer. Okay, to <laughs> uh, but it's like I'm trying to think of all of the games that I've really, really, really gotten into. The the one before that one that I other than Uncharted, I love Uncharted, mm-hmm. and that's a linear narrative. Yes, There's, it's not going anywhere. Uh, and it does. And I, but I like the Arkham game. The last one was but Arkham open Knight. world games. So Grand Theft Auto, not for love you. it. Really, but I that's love an open, Row. But that's an open world game. But here, here's my point. But the spine is a narrative. Yes. Yeah, so uh, here's and I get to. I, here's the thing. What it is is it's an open world game where when you stumble upon a mission, you execute that mission and sure. then it's done. And that that it's like little sub games within a bigger game yeah. that make the game mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. But what you're describing to me is that I'm just I'm I'm living a life in a game, and that's not what I'm interested in doing. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm gonna wander around and oh, this this orc's trying to kill me. Now he kills me. Now he's coming stronger. And then now because I can't kill this orc, well, there is a there is a mission through okay. it. The goal is to take to. Claim the land of evil orcs how which armies and how you appropriate them and who you conquer do you kill do you convert those are the questions the tactics you get there but there is if a general you want to buckle story. a corporate structure you you go after middle management yeah that's exactly how you do it in the oh, game <laughs> that's that's the that's the submission is to take out the middle management before Nailed it. see you come on you're gonna uh, love it is there anything else uh, that we need to go into before we no uh, i'll uh, say goodbye three next week man you should go it's great do we hit everything you want to yeah, I think so. I think that's all the the major titles that I got to see. I uh, I definitely enjoyed that Lego Marvel. Um, I enjoy all the games that they put out together, uh, and I have lots of pictures from Stranger Brigade. Oh, there was one more thing. So they had a little technology corner where they had the um, 
these little called game pros, I think it's what they're called. And they're these little, t- uh, I'll post them on our Facebook, but you can see here, there are these domes that are at about a 20 oh, degree see, angle. That would drive me nuts too. And you go inside them and they, br- they, uh, project from inside the dome in 360 degrees. So, so it's like VR without the goggles. VR without the goggles. That's the perfect way to put it. Yeah. But you know, you're inside a, like a tent. It was like a sweet, sweet tent. I have a little video of one of the guys. So it's like being in a club as he, he's kind of dancing around and he, he has two um, VR controllers, but no glasses. And he's making the stuff on the ceiling dance around as he kind of DJs the room. And he was this really fit dude, this uh, muscular man. So he's paid to do this? I assumed, or maybe he was one of their techs. Uh, I didn't ask. He was busy dancing in his raver-like manner. I don't understand why they think that showcases any kind of technology. He, uh, well, maybe not in my video, but when you were there, you could feel it. I don't know. Just, uh, <laughs> just the idea of a guy just like, look, this is what you could do. You could you could buy a $20,000 uh, pup tent that looks like it belongs on the side of Mount Everest and, and dance around like some weird <laughs> acid-taking whack job from freshman year in college. I don't remember you being the pessimist one on this show. Is that... Is that the... Maybe I got old in maybe, three years. <laughs> maybe. I don't mind. Guys. You're right. I mean, it's silly looking technology. It but is. I wanted one. So. I, it, what it is is I think I've unfairly become jaded by things that being so good. Oh, that's probably you know what true. I mean? like, you have gotten like, old then. Like, yeah, guys, because, guys we, we, you could really do good stuff. We don't need this. Like, yeah. enough is enough. Yeah. There's other. There's better technology they out there. They try so hard to like, look, at, we're, we're on the cutting edge, but it doesn't look cutting edge. What should they be doing? What would you want them to develop? Making games that have a start and an end. <laughs> None of this open world stuff. I want a linear narrative from start to finish. Uh, Somebody else asked how we would do E3 differently. So what whoa. would you what would you do at E3? Uh, ooh, that's a great question because I feel like it's more about it's always been more about the industry and it's mm-hmm. more it's about showcasing things. Um, I don't. Oh. I'll tell you, having done it just yesterday, the thing this may this is probably not what you're asking, but it is an unreasonable amount of standing. It is more standing than you do in Disneyland. I I was exhausted from a day of standing around because you wait in queues for so very long, and that just puts everybody in a really bad mood. You get really grumpy, and by day three, at about three o'clock, everybody's starting to want to th- throw some fists. However, they did have bars, which was nice, so you could get a drink. So. I would make it uh, the element of Comic-Con that I think that they could really, and I think mm. they're kind of already doing this, but I, I think there would be a lot of fun elements where I would make the overall E3 experience like an open-world game. Yeah. In that, if I'm a guy who just wants to walk through and see all the stuff, then great. But maybe there's an app I can get or an audio and, tour and thing. Sony has that. Yeah. And I could walk around and then there's like these Easter eggs hidden yeah. that if I do scan a QR code or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I could hold up my phone That'd be cool. and then it unlocks a teaser for a, an unknown release like be a, of a game yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that. Something that where it's like while I'm walking around, I think it would help the walking yeah. instead of feeling like I'm walking around. I'm playing a game. I, I would like to see more of it and more permanent. So I I propose video game land in Disneyland. Uh, there would right just there be, off the one ten. Yeah, just right there. <laughs> There'd be you know uh, maybe the technology is always changing, but the booth. I mean, it, I was really impressed with with Nintendo, and there was another booth uh, for a zombie shooter game that I took a picture of. I can't remember right now. It was an actual building, like they had brought in. 
as much work as you would do at a, at a scene shop for a TV show, like actual flats made of real wood, not not car, uh, uh, cotton or stretched nylon over pipe and drape, but actual physical buildings in the space. And it, it gives a sense of like transporting you to another world. Yeah. And I think it's only a matter of time before Nintendo Land opens up in California Adventure and, and I'll be all over it. That'd be so great. All right, we got to wrap it up because I am a father who has to take his children to dance class. Parlay. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you, which Facebook page do you want people to go I to? I like the second funniest podcast. What, do, right. you, what do you say? I don't care. That's uh, Facebook.com. Do you have no opinion? I have lots there's of a, opinions. There's a story. It has a beginning and an end, and you decide the ending. Is it is it second funniest podcast? I want to experience it the way you want me to experience I, it. I want second funniest podcast. All right. Facebook.com slash second funniest podcast. Uh, maybe I'll change this, but for right now, yeah. until further notice, mm-hmm. if you ever want to listen to the show live, you go to mixlr.com slash gamerland podcast. I think we can be both. Yeah, I don't care. yeah, let's do it. Uh, and then you could follow there. Yeah. And what it does is if you do follow, all you got to do is create an email and a password and they cool. don't spam you. I've been using this forever. Uh, and what it does is whenever we go live, then it sends you an email Great. notification saying, hey, they're live. And then uh, eventually we can work in like phone calls and yeah. all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's a lot the of people with, that are excited for the show to return and want a guest on it. Email still works. Uh, show at GamerlandPodcast.com. We have a Twitter handle at yep. Second Funniest Podcast. I can't log into it. We should probably talk about that off the air. I could fix that for you. Okay, great, because sure it's not working on my app. I don't, know, I don't know what your email So on behalf of my good friend Kevin Miller, this is Justin Worship saying, <laughs> okay, bye. bye. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.